water act. So <coughs> I do have a diagram which I think I've taken my pen as well. Okay, so basically, if we if we were going to show it symbolically on here, what you'd see is you've got your samskaras, arrow to the vasanas, then to the riddhi. You know, it's just basically going around in a circle. So if we can see this circle, we can understand that basically we're doomed. That makes sense. Because you're just pushed to do the next thing, pushed to do the next thing. If you've got some, if you had a bad experience in life, it's just gonna, it's you're just gonna keep going, yeah. So I want to explore now what's the weak link, what's the way out, because otherwise we wouldn't be here. We might as well just pack away and go home. In what sense? What what's the weak link? I, I've told you about samskaras, vasanas, vritti, and uh, the action karma. Vritti. <coughs> Anyone agree with him? Anyone have a different answer? Let's speed ahead. It's Riddhi, yeah? <laughs> to be honest, <coughs> I was talking to this about Naveen Krishna Prabhu. Someone had a question here, and they said, well, you know, in Bhagavad Gita, it does, you know, Krishna actually says, you know, he, he within the modes of material nature, he says, do this action, do this action mm-hmm. in this mode. So it can be action, but first you have to open the Bhagavad Gita, right, to find out what actions to follow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know what? Each of these things can be influenced. Let's say we have some scars, right? We have like Vivaha samskara, which is a married samskara. You know, when the kid is born or even when conception, we have these sorts of samskaras, right? So these samskaras, but in order to find out about them, don't you need, and to, uh, in order to say, yeah, I want to do that, don't you have to open the book? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So they can all be affected, but first we need to get that, we need to change our worldview. And someone pointed out to me the other day, which maybe I didn't make, out cl- make clear enough, is that once your worldview is changing, it needs to go into your actions. Yeah. Not that, oh, that's my worldview, I really appreciate that. And then what? You know? It needs to feed back into your actions, and then the whole cycle will change. Yeah? So. Um, <coughs> so. Um, <coughs> That is the that is the right link. Riddhi uh, is, uh, is where it starts, and really because when remember when when Arjuna asked that question, the answer was by deliberate spiritual intelligence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he said by deliberate spiritual intelligence, and um, you see when 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 Arjuna when he got a bit wobbly on the battlefield, then Krishna said, listen. Sit down and listen to me. He wanted to spiritualize his intelligence first. So this is the example that we've all got to take. We've also got to uh, get our intelligence spiritualized <coughs> by the Lord. Yeah, This is such a key step. Now, I was talking to someone about their uni experience. You can say if you want, if, 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 if you like, if it's you. But I was talking to someone about the uni experience, and it resonated with my uni experience. It was a little bit similar. It was that... Um, because um, <coughs> I came into Krishna consciousness fairly young, I was about 14, maybe 13. I told a different age to each uh, each group. <laughs> you guys are 14. Okay, so I was about 14 when I came into Krishna consciousness. Don't talk to the other people, yeah? Um, yeah, and um, you know, I, I sort of wasn't even looking for spiritual life. Uh, but I like the fact that people were nice to me for no reason, you know? You know, like, everyone's just really bitchy and mean. I was like, oh, these people are nice. And it doesn't look like they're talking behind my back. So I was like, oh, why not? You know, so I sort of stuck with the devotees. And it, it was nice, you know, whatever. Uh, Krishna was also nice, but you, do you know what I mean? I was like, you know, I had some exposure to the Krishna conscious philosophy. And then when I got to uni, I guess that at that point, I was like, ooh, I wonder if I missed out on anything, yeah? So I thought, okay... 
I might explore, you know, the other side. And it's a safe bet because all the PS, pretty much, they did better than me. So I went to London Uni. <laughs> I'm in East London. No one will find out, yeah? <laughs> so, so, like, the first few months, let's say, that, that number also uh, <laughs> fluctuates depending on who I'm talking to. So the first month, no, no, for, for, for some period of time, I decided uh, within the first year, yeah, I decided, okay, let's uh, investigate the extracurricular activities. And uh, it was interesting because like, when you have a little bit of knowledge or a little bit of experience in the Krishna conscious philosophy, you just see things in a different way. Mm. I mean, you just see things in a different way. Like, you know, I'd see like people in the uni bar during the day and like they'd be like chewing each other's faces off, and I'm like, Ugh. but maybe if I didn't have this experience, I was like, oh, I wish that was me, you know. <laughs> but luckily, because I had that experience, I'm like, what are you doing, you know? Or like you drink something, you're like, this tastes disgusting, you know? Or like I'd see the girls sort of lining up for the club, uh, clubbing, you know? And <coughs> whereas usually I might have thought, oh, where'd you get that crop top and you know mini skirt? I'd like to get one, you know? But instead, I was like. Oh my god, Gopra Bear, man, Kathy got it! I feel like giving them a jumper. <laughs> you know? So it kind of, a bit of rally like that as well. But you know, like, your, your perspective kind of changes because you're like, yeah, you don't see it in that same way. And in fact, for the rest of my uni years, I was pretty much, um, you know who I hung out with? I hung out with the Burka Muslims. <laughs> I did, because I thought, you know what? Your worldview is closer to my worldview. It's like Asiya, Nazia, and Shahana. Yeah. Not this Shahana. Actually, it might have been. I never checked inside it. Did you go to his London Uni as well? But um, yeah, in that way, because my worldview had already been influenced by Krishna consciousness, it protected me. Yeah, I saw things in a different way. But the only thing is, it didn't protect me, or the impression, it didn't go deep enough. Did it? Did it go deep enough? It didn't go deep enough. Not in deep enough for me to think, I'm not trying that nonsense. Let me start in case he's sock, you know? It didn't go deep enough. So that's what I want to focus on today, yeah? That we're here, but how can we make those impressions go deep, yeah? So <coughs> I'm going to present to you I'll, I'll speed through it. I'm going to present to you um, some of the most powerful things that you can do. Um, and we're going to discuss how, if, we, if we've got the most powerful things we can do, how can we make those things go deep? Yeah? So, Srila Rupa Goswami, he, um, he writes the Bhakti Rasa Mrita Sindhu. And based on that is, Srila Prabhupada writes, the Lecture of Devotion. And he mentioned, it's basically like a, a manual for Krishna consciousness or devotional mm -hmm. service. And it's got loads of things in there. It's quite bewildering, actually. There's so many rules and regulations and do's and do nots. But he mentions five things that are the most potent forms of devotional service that you absolutely, if you do them and you, if you do them well, you'll make a lot of advancement very, very quickly. Yeah? So <coughs> it's A for association. You can note it down. Apologies for this not working. A for association. B for books. C for chanting, D for deity worship, and E doesn't go with the acronym, but it's entering holy places. <laughs> it's actually holy places, but I thought I'd put an E there. <laughs> um, <coughs> yeah, so association, books, chanting, deity worship, and entering holy places. So these 
five things are incredibly powerful. So I'm just going to go through a few of them. I won't go through all of them, but I'm just going to go through some of them um, and uh, discuss how we can make, in each category, it go deep. Yeah. So let's start with reading scripture. Yeah. So it describes that um, in the Brihanyaka Upanishad that you can actually, there's a s series of stages that culminate in you getting direct experience of the Lord. Yeah, you actually get direct experience of the Lord. So the first one, w when it comes to reading reading books, the first thing is hearing or reading. Yeah, you open the book and you actually read it. Sometimes we don't even get that far. You know, some people, you go to their house and they still have the cellophane on their Bhagavad Gita and you say, what's going on, man? Aren't you reading this? And they say, no, we like to keep it as it is. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, sorry about that. Yeah, so in that way, please, don't keep it as it is. Pick it up, open it, yeah, knock yourself out, open it, just read one verse. You know, you don't have to really just, you don't have to get into it so much. You just read, even read one verse, one verse a day, that will save your consciousness. But sometimes we think, I know I've thought that, that, oh yeah, Prabhupada said an hour, that person's doing this, I'm going to be such a loser, I don't want to, you know, I'm going to work my way up, eventually in one day I'm going to do one hour, it's not going to happen, it doesn't even happen to me, yeah? It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't happen. What you've got to do is just be humble. And just read, just open the book. Yeah? I'm saying one verse, yeah? You know, um, he said, just touch the book every day. Just touch the book. <laughs> yeah? I was going to say, I, from, obviously, because I started Kinsey Sock. Yeah. When I went in intense, then you burn out. Yeah, yeah. You can burn out. Yeah. And now I'm back at the stage where I'm just having, I've got rid of everything. Yeah. And I'm just at the stage of, I'm just having a bag of in the room for, like, just yeah, touching yeah, it. Yeah. So, if you've got to start somewhere. Yes. Um, so, that, I think you have to, Almost be humble in accepting where you're at yeah, and start definitely, there. definitely. Pressure on yourself. Yeah, thank you for that. Yeah. No, that's very valuable. You've got to be genuine. You've got yeah. to be genuine. We're still in this mature body. We still have our yeah. challenges, and actually, it's okay just to have private pizza in the room and not feel guilty for it. Yeah, I've driven yeah. out in my van for for years because yeah. I haven't been actively, you know, reading the private pizza. But it doesn't have to be in there. And I know that it's just yeah. suddenly he's there. You know, he's yeah. there. So I think yeah, it's important yeah. to remember that you can go really basic. Yeah, no, definitely. Okay. Yeah, because you're still making progress. Yeah. Yeah. It's that when you stop completely there. that you kind of like, you know, you don't want to, you, you just make some sort of progress. You have it with you, you know. But yeah, that's an important thing about burnout. Thank you. So the first the first stage is Shravanam and trying to remember what you've heard. Yeah. The next stage is Mananam. Yeah. That's thinking about what you've heard. Reflect on it. You know, Krishna said in the Bhagavad Gita, he says, think of me. Think of me. A simple statement just think about what you've read do i agree with it maybe ask some questions discuss it with someone a game changer for me is when a friend um you know i wasn't reading for a, a long time and then she just said okay let me let me ring you and we'll just read like a paragraph of you know or we'll read for 10 minutes um chant and be happy just read just read with someone i find association when you're reading with someone it makes a really big difference if you can find that, that will really help you. Because then you're able to discuss what you're reading. Yeah, you're able to discuss, yeah. And what was your friend's name? Again? Mananam. Mananam. And then the, <coughs> the stage which... So that, Shravanam is like a fingerprint. Mananam makes it go deeper. Nididhyasana makes it go really deeper. Okay, it's called Nididhyasana. And that's called constant meditation. Yeah, constant meditation. That means... That you're looking at the book, reading the book, you look up and you see the world in that way. 
you see you actually see Krishna in the world yeah you see Krishna in your interactions you see Krishna in the world and we might think yeah that's quite far off actually yeah maybe it's super stage or something like that it's not so far off actually if you apply this process it's not far off because Krishna if he sees a desire for you to you know actually be in, in touch with him and uh, see him he will reveal himself he says that he says as they surrender unto me I will re reveal myself accordingly so this type of nididhyasana, I'll give you a couple of practical examples. Let's say, for example, Maharaj Parikshit, and the whole Shrima Bhagavatam was spoken because of him. He was cursed to die in seven days. Yeah. So <coughs> he, when he got this curse, the first thing that he said, he said, the Lord has overtaken me in the form of this curse. <coughs> yeah. So did he see, you know, this guy, you know, the little Shringi that cursed him? Oh, don't give him a, you know, whippersnapper, <laughs> teach him a lesson. No, he saw Krishna. That He actually saw Krishna in that curse. You know, we see Queen Kunti. She saw the Krishna. She sees Krishna. She says, whenever I've got a distress, that's when I think of you. Please, send more, send more. Um, I was sharing with some of the other groups um, that uh, there was one kind of retreat type thing. And... Um, uh, there was our bathroom was backed on to some of the boys' dormitories, and it was interesting because the walls were really thin. Like you could hear people flush the toilet. Yeah, it was the walls were really really thin, so you could hear everything on the other side. Um, but I, there was um, on that side, there was a different part of the bathroom, or there was a, anyway, there, there was a type of room on that side. But for us, it was the bathroom. And uh, so I was brushing my teeth one evening, and then um, you could always hear, you know, you could hear people they're opening their hearts, telling us, oh yeah, it's nice to be girl to say, mum, I don't think she's going to come out, all these kind of, you know, and they're thinking they're talking in absolute private, and you could just hear everything they're saying, you're like, oh my god. <laughs> I thought you said to the other one the other day. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, <coughs> um, one day I was, as usual, came in there, you know, to get my daily dose, and uh, I heard my name being mentioned. Oh, so I did the Vaishnava thing. I put my ear to the wall. Put <laughs> <laughs> my ear to the wall. I thought, this is interesting. And as I heard, the more I heard, I was like, oh, oh, okay. And then my cheeks started like flash, flashing and blushing, and I had, like, tears started streaming, to, you know, on my cheeks. I just, because they were saying really horrible stuff. Really, really going for me. Oh my god, like complete assassination, yeah? It was an assassination. Um, it, and it, it, yeah, it was a particular, maybe, um, I guess really deep down, I knew it was true, yeah? I knew it was true, it was actually true. But it was just, it was so painful. It was so painful. But, whereas usually I'd be like, that's it! You know, and knock the door down. <laughs> what the? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So basically, but I didn't do that because Krishna, he gave me a grain of intelligence. You can ask my husband, this never happened to me. I'm like, number one, what are you doing? Yeah. You saw me yesterday, that was the real me. The honorable bugger there, that was not the, that's the hack. I'm like, yeah, yeah sorry. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, so that was a real me coming out, yeah. So basically, no, Krishna gave me a grain of intelligence, which doesn't usually happen. As I heard it, and as I just, I just stood there and I thought, hmm, what I can't read in the pages of the Bhagavatam, because I think, oh, divine and demoniac, you know, all the envious people, that's their people, oh, the devotees, oh Lord, 
just talking about me and Liz, you know, like what I can't read in the pages of the, the scriptures, what I can't hear when the devotees tell me, Krishna has to arrange to tell me in such a painful way that I actually changed my behavior. And I did change my behavior because I knew there was a grain of truth in it, you know. You know, usually I'll be like, look at yourself, man. Oh my God. But this I was like, no, look at yourself. This is truth, you know. And I was able to see Krishna in that, and that was that was a gift, you know, to be able to see him. And you know, I guess because I changed my behaviour, um, you know, he, he, one of the guys he might have he must have been able to tell, and he's like, uh, do you know this is me? <laughs> yeah, he's like, do you know anything? <laughs> like that's a safe way to play it. And I was like, I know, I heard everything. I said, but thank you. And I meant it, not like thank you. But I, mean, I genuinely meant thank you, you know. So that was my little example of Nibhidhyasana. That you know what the thing is that the scriptures they have to translate into real life. There's nothing more distasteful that you see someone not practicing what they preach. Mm-hmm. We're all trying, and sometimes you know I say something and I'm like, Sitch, you need to do it yourself. Yeah, I'm always preaching to myself more. But there has to be that genuine endeavor where we actually do practice the scripture in our life. That is the whole point. Because if it's just opening your world view and then no action, then it's not going to affect the rest of the chain. It's not going to affect the rest of that chain. So we need to deeply study this literature. Take it seriously. Yeah, Take it really seriously. Okay, I'm going to move on because we're running out of time big time. Okay, <clears throat> next one is chanting. I'm not going to go through it in detail, but I'm going to say two things. The first thing I'm going to say is that um, I guess when I was um, listening to a class recently, I heard something that was really news to me, considering I've been around so long, been around like 20 years or so. But it was interesting because um, Maharaj was saying that some people think that, like there's st- three stages of chanting. There's Namaprad, nam Namabhas. Namaprad is offensive chanting. Namabhas is the shadow of the name, mm-hmm. yeah? And then there's uh, Shuddhanam, which is pure, the, the pure name, yeah? So I thought... And he was saying some people think that you stay on um, Namaprad for some years, you know, 20 years or however long. You, you know, if you come in, you know, don't really know much, do you? So you start off on Namaprad, then, you know, you might progress to Namabhas, and then eventually, in a long time, then there's Shuddhanam. He said it's rubbish. It's rubbish. He was saying, as for, and this goes for e- each and every one of you here, yeah. He said, you can get to um, Namabhas like that. You just don't have to be offensive. He said, literally, as you're chanting, as soon as the mind wanders off, as soon as you bring it back, Hare Krishna, that's, that's, that's Namabhas. You don't have to monkey around. You can actually make so much progress so quickly, if you know the science. Like, I'm a bit embarrassed to say that this long, and that I find this out, oh, really? <laughs> you know? Like, this process is actually really powerful. It works. It seriously works. <coughs> the other thing I will say is a squarey, sorry, not squarey, scary quote I'll read out. Okay, it says, <coughs> Distraction in chanting produces a type of illusion causing serious offences against the holy name that are difficult to overcome. This illusion leads to craving for wealth, women, position, success and cheating. When these material attractions cover the heart, one loses interest in chanting the holy name. So if you're chanting in a distracted way, these desires are going to come up 
and you won't even want to chant the holy name anymore. Why? Because you're chanting, but you're chanting inattentively, saying, oh, and so Krishna's saying, okay, you obviously don't want me, but what do you want? Because he's in our heart. He looks and he's like, oh, you want that? Okay, cool. And then you won't want to chant anymore. So chanting is really important. Okay. <coughs> Association with devotees. I spoke a little bit about, about it yesterday. Associate with devotees. Be respectful to them. They're your ticket back to Godhead. Yeah, I'm not going to say more than that because we haven't got time. <laughs> Deity worship. I'll say a little bit about that. <coughs> and what I will say, what I'm going to say about deity worship actually applies to anything else you do in devotional service. But I'll just use the example of deity worship. Engage. Be present. Remember that when we create, when we who's that? He's about to drive up. Oh, God. He's going to Yeah, he's driving. He drove yesterday. <laughs> Alright, everyone, get, ba get back inside. Slackers. You have to take the opportunities. You have to take the opportunities. Okay, so what I will say is engage your emotions. Remember I said you make the deepest impressions when you are fully present. So try to be fully present with the devotional processes. Now, I remember telling this to my sangha the other day. I was like, guys... Duty worship or whatever you're doing, engage your emotions, man, engage your emotions. And it just made so much sense to me. Went home, I was like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> as usual, I was like, Such, what happened to your emotions, eh? <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I cheated these people. I told them to engage their emotions. I'm not doing it myself. What's going on? I couldn't understand the disconnect because I knew philosophically I was right, but I couldn't understand in practice why I was like, mm, still the same as usual, you know? And then I read an article by Sutta Prabhu. Yeah. And he said, attention leads to attraction, leads to attachment. So there's those steps, because I was missing them. I was like, you know, because it's easy to fake, you know, sort of emotions when people are watching you, like, <laughs> like worshipping the deities like you're, you know. But, um, you know, when you're on your own, you can't really fake it. So at least if you give attention, that will lead to attraction, that leads to attachment. But there's those steps. Okay, Okay. last few bits. That is that um, this is assuming, uh, I've talked to you, assuming that we're following the basics, yeah? That we're getting these core practices down. If you're not, put them in, yeah? Don't ignore them, they're really powerful. Put them in. But what happens if we don't? What happens if we just cruise along in Krishna consciousness, yeah? What happens if we cruise along? I'm going to give you one example. Basically, I was working a while ago for an Afghan organization. Yeah? Uh, children come from Afghanistan. Um, they go straight into the schooling system. But because they're, they're so behind in their education, they need, to, they need some extra lessons. So they send them to us um, on a Saturday, and we try and bump up their maths and English. So there were two kids that really stood out in my class. We used to teach across year groups because we didn't have enough for just one year group per, per class. So two kids stood out. There was one kid who was so like enthusiastic, bright. He, you know, you tell him to write one paragraph, he's written three, yeah? The maths equations, you know, one after another, can I have an extension, yeah? The other kid, he was really, he, just, he didn't do anything. I tell him to write a paragraph, he writes a word, or he hides his work and pretends he's actually working when he's not. And these two, I was like, oh man, love that guy. You know, this guy, he probably, you know, he probably, I had my Suchi theories. 
he probably, you know, his parents probably help him at home, probably does get more wealthy, maybe they got here earlier, I don't know. With the other guy, I was like, well, you know, his parents obviously don't help me, they don't speak English, all these kind of things, you know. And um, <coughs> I couldn't tell who's related to who, because when you look on the register, um, you know, they're, they're all the same surname, like when you to a bunch of Patel or something. <laughs> <laughs> so that didn't give me any clues. But on parents' evening, that gave me the clue. I found out they're brothers. They're brothers. And not only they're brothers, but the weaker one was a cleverer one. No, the, the younger one was a cleverer one. The younger one was cleverer, and the older one, he was the weaker one. I was like, hang on a minute, I really don't get this. So then my supervisor told me, she said when they came from Afghanistan, the younger one went straight into reception, where he learns about phonics, how letters work, how numbers work. The older one, he went straight into year two, where you have to, you're, you're, you're being expected to spell when you don't even know how letters work, how phonics work, how numbers work. And you can see, as they go through the schooling system, you know, as he goes to secondary, you know, there will always be this disparity. He will always struggle. He's actually, it's going to be more of a struggle. Whereas the other one, you know, he's confident, he's, he loves learning because he got his basics. So <clears throat> I wanted to tell you that example so that you know that if you don't get your basics right, you're going to actually really struggle. And these things underpin your devotion. They underpin your, your life in Krishna consciousness. You cannot neglect them. Yeah? Because the thing is, by the way things work, I'll tell you the way things work. Yeah? Some of you already know this. Yeah? <clears throat> the, by the way things work, you will become senior just by hanging around. Like, who's fairly new? Okay. I'll give you a year. Yeah? Possibly two, but even just in a year. Very soon. What's your name? Drew. Drew. People will be coming up to you, Drew, yeah? And Pratik, yeah? And they'll be saying, oh, Drew, can you teach me how to chant? Oh, um, you know, um, can, can you tell me this about the Bhagavad Gita? Or you'll be on the trip team, or, you know, you'll be on the KC Sock team. Do you see what I mean? You will, very quickly, you will be the people that people look up to. And you're going to be like, oh, wow. Because just like on a, in, in a biscuit factory, on a conveyor belt, you're, you, you will only be new, you know, you won't, you, you won't be new I always say this wrong. Anyway, you get the point. You're new for a little while, but when there's newer biscuits put on, then you get moved along. Yeah, you're gonna get moved along. It's even worse if you're if you're from a devotee family. People are like, oh, you belong over here, and they're like, I don't even chant or do anything. Do you know what I mean? People expect like, oh, you you you've read this right because you've been around for so long, and you're like, um, you know. But in that way, even you guys. If your your outsides will move in the sense that oh yeah this is your fourth PS trip oh you've been around for this many years oh you're you know don't in, in that way look look I'm I'm really senior I've got like white hair and stuff you know like these sorts of things you're gonna move on externally but if you're not moving on internally there's gonna be this sort of disparity and then you lead the life of a pretender or you just think Krishna consciousness isn't for me there's so many expectations I can't do this type of thing and then you just fall away. You fall away because you think, oh no, or you make a mistake and people are like, oh, he's not really, you know, what he said he or what he made out to be. And you're like, well, I, I, I don't know. Do you see what I mean? So you need to have this good foundation in Krishna consciousness to support, um, really to support your devotional life. 
This is a lifetime commitment, actually. Um, <coughs> so in this way, we have to have, uh, we tr have to try to um, make those spiritual impressions go deep, yeah? Because they overwrite the material impressions. And not only that, when the material impressions, like the really, like the gross material impressions come, you know, the, the ones where someone's envious of you or someone's angry at you or sexual impressions, these type of things, the ones that like can seriously mess you up. When you have good spiritual samskaras, when you have good spiritual impressions, the other ones, they can't touch you, you know? Why? Because you see it for what it is. You don't let it go deep. You know when, like some, sometimes, um, like if you went to Naveen Krishna, you had an argument, do you think it's gonna, it's gonna be like, oh, look what they said to me, or she gave me a dirty look? You know, it's not gonna happen, you know what I mean? <laughs> because he's so spiritually steady. You know, it doesn't go in. The material impressions, they can't grab you. They can't grab you in that same way. So in that way, you know, you can be protected. You've got to know that this process is stronger than your conditioning. This process, because sometimes we do, we look at our conditioning and we think, oh my God, I can't believe it. But this process is very, very powerful. We've got to use it in the right way. Yeah? Um, <clears throat> and the last point I'll say is your, your worldview is great, but you've got to feed that into your actions. Yeah? But, Yeah. That's all I have to say. This process works. I'm so happy that, uh, yeah, I'm just like, I'm really excited, you know, to see everyone that's new, everyone that's been here for a while, you know, and just, yeah, getting together, making a lot of progress in Krishna consciousness. And, um, yeah, I'm laughing a bit now, but, yeah. Shri Prabhupada questions and stuff like that because I think that we need to run and get ready for the beach but um, if anyone has any questions if you want to ask me individually I'm always available.